This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Thank you, Jackie. Um, with a very amazing, very bechizik. Um, this is always. I always say this that uh, if you, if you, if you're going to speak and the other speaker and you didn't have didn't even talk and you don't even know what, each, what you're going to talk about each one of you and you end up talking about the same thing. Um, and there were some speeches that I heard today from Eretz Yisrael. And that's what Hashem wants Klai Yisrael to hear. He puts in, he puts in all the speakers' heads um, what to say, what to speak about. And um, a lot of what Jackie was saying, um, I'll be talking a little bit about the same subject, about about um, about Chizik. First, before we start, um, of course I would like to... <laughs> Really, really thank Torah anytime. Um, they're amazing. What they're doing is just keeping Klai Yisrael Mamash afloat through this, all the Shirim. Um, they should be Gazunt. They should have a Richas Yom Vashanim. Ruven and Shimon's father should have a total 100% Rufu Shalema. And uh, I want to thank you very much. Daily Giving, uh, which you can reach at dailygiving.org, not .com, but .org, uh, has been really picked up. People are not in shul. Um, they used to give a dollar, whatever, they used to give a dollar, at least a dollar in shul, people come around, um, now you're not in shul, and um, it, it comes out to that if Klai everyone would just give a dollar a day, it comes out to millions and millions and millions of dollars, so if you're not doing it, it's just, it just takes a moment um, to be part of this whole klal, dailygiving, one word, dot org. Um, the, we started, I don't know if you were, if people who are listening were watching um, Ruben Epstein's show with me and Charlie, and he spoke about Shatchin at gmail.com, uh, which was just launched, and uh, we have been flooded with uh, girls' and boys' resumes, and um, even though many, many people can't meet right now, but the minute this is over, um, and girls and boys can go out, we'll, we'll be ready to charge. We'll have a lot of stuff ready to go. So if you are a parent or you are a girl or a boy that's interested in a, in a shidduch, um, go to Arnava Shachan, one word, O-H-R-N-A-A-V-A-S-H-A-D-C-H-A-N at gmail.com. Um, Jackie mentioned a friend of hers. This is actually a student of mine. Her name is Marcy Stuhlberger. Um, very, very special girl, lives in the five towns. Uh, her mother and father both became sick. At the same time, she did all types of Tehillim and online Shiurim, and she had amazing Kibbut of Aim and tried everything, but um, I guess they wanted to be in Ganeidin together, so she lost both parents within Mamash a week. Um, so Yehudas Bas Moshe, I think Avram Meir Moshe Ben Chaim, I believe, and the Shabbat Shalom Aliyah. Um, she's a wonderful, amazing girl, and sort of what uh, we're going to be speaking about tonight. Because there's a lot of people that are in, a lot of people that are uh, that are in depression. Um, there was a lot of things going on before this, um, before this whole situation, before this virus, and none of those things went away. They they actually um, they actually got a lot worse. So um, it's interesting because people don't even realize that you know there's there's physical sickness, which is um, which is the virus, which is of course affecting many people. Some people have di- di- died, and some people are on ventilators and hospitals. But the mental, 
um, sickness from what's going on, the depression, anxiety on the roof. You're talking about girls and men and people that had anxiety. And um, lockdown in your house, no school. Um, is the world coming to an end? Who's going to die? Uh, who's going to get better? What's going to happen? What's going to happen with Parnassa? Anxiety level is on the moon. Um, it didn't get better. One of the things that got worse, um, you know, Rabbi Wallstein talks about it, the way it is. Um, the, the, the kids that were doing drugs, so that, that didn't go away. It's not like, oh, there's a disease, so I'm going to stay home and not do drugs. Um, I was going to put her on tonight, but we're, we're going to do it a different night. My high school, um, my high school principal who's involved um, with all, all types of girls and all types of kids that are struggling. Um, so she said that the, the, that world, and from what I'm seeing, that world went from light drugs, like marijuana, to, um, that doesn't do it anymore, to much harder drugs. Rehabs are closing. Um, they're not taking new kids because um, they don't want to bring in the virus into their rehabs. Um, it's getting really crazy out there. It's like the Wild West. A lot, a lot, a big uptick on alcoholism. Um, in the in the world, the the liquor stores. Listen carefully to the world that we live in. The liquor stores were allowed to be open through the whole thing because they are a necessity. They are essential. I want everyone to think about that for a moment. Yeshivas, nope. Shuls, nope. Liquor store, essential. Um. And there's a lot of drinking, a lot of people that are in their rooms that are that that, that never used to drink. Um, young girls and, and young guys, and and they're drinking away. And um, and adults and had a couple of calls this week. Men who their wives found when they went bike biking or walking or they had to get out of the house, uh, they found the alcohol in their in their bags. Um, they don't want to drink in front of their wives, but they're having a very hard time. So there's a lot of mental disease right now. Um, I don't know if you can call it disease, but whatever, a lot of pressure, a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety. Um, it didn't get better. So there was a lot of it before this. And being at home and pressure and money and everyone together um, is um, is very, very hard. And I'd like to dispel some of this. I'd like to talk about this to all the girls and boys that are listening um, who are going through this, who are very depressed and very anxious and just sleeping away. There are so many people just sleeping till 3 in the afternoon, 4 in the afternoon. I have no life. I'm not going anywhere. Um, it's such a waste. It's such a shame because, because like, if you, Mr. Shem, we come out of this and you didn't grow from this situation, then you missed the boat. Totally missed the boat. It's like, it's like going through pain for no reason. For no reason. You didn't, you didn't come out, you didn't come out with anything. You didn't grow. So I, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about this tonight. I just, I just want to give you some phone numbers if you, if you have a second. Take out a a pen and a, and a piece of paper. Vok Hashem, um, I gave my class today to my seminary, my seminary, both seminaries at Teres Nava and Benos Bina. Benos Bina is the Beis Yaakov Seminary. Teres Nava is just a little bit, not Beis Yaakov. Uh, so we have a class, they've been Zooming all the time. 
And um, we had our class today, and some stuff came up, which I will, which I will discuss tonight on my share. Um, anyone who wants to, um, who's interested, we're getting a lot of calls, Mitzvah Hashem, for seminary next year. People are not going to Israel. They can't afford it. For whatever reasons, I don't know why, but whatever. Uh, I mean, I know why they can't afford it, but for whatever reason, they're not going to Eretz Israel. So uh, we'd love to have you in the seminary. A lot of the teachers, that are, a lot of the speakers that are on Torah anytime that everyone's listening to, Jackie Vitone and, and, and a lot of the other teachers, and Rabbi Epstein, um, um, are, are, are the ones who give, you know, Rabbi Torsky, Rabbi Ginsburg, are, are, are you know, Rabbi Abramov. We have a bunch of superstars. They're the teachers of this school. And, and our, our school is, is not as textual as other schools, but crazy amount of vitamin C. Well, actually, um, it's vitamin H. It's called Hashkafa. We pour it in. You see, and, and we're going to talk about this tonight, we see that, and this brought down the Zoyar, it's brought down, I saw this in a lot of Svarim, that when God created the world, the physical world, um, so it says that the, the Torah, this, everyone knows this, that the Torah was way before the physical world, and it's the blueprint of the physical world. Now, how do you understand that? The Torah is spiritual. The world is physical. How do you have a spiritual blueprint for a physical world? Uh, it's like a blueprint of, a, of an airplane, um, and you're using it to build a house, uh, to build a, an apartment building. So... so like, why would Hashem use a spiritual blueprint for a physical world? And the answer is, and the Zayar says this, that they are mamish, a shadow of each other. They mamish work the same way. God created in the world, in physics, the first thing we learned, I remember as a little kid, there are these six metal balls, and you pull one, right, and you let it go, and it hits that ball, and then this ball in the end comes out. In physics, we learn every action has a reaction, that's the way it is. Every action has a reaction. In, 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 in the Torah, we learn every mitzvah has a, has a cause and effect. Every Aveira has a cause and effect. And if you go through the whole world, you'll see that they mirror each other. The emotional, spiritual world, which is one world. Emotional, spiritual is one thing. And the physical world... They mirror each other. Oh, if they mirror each other, then the Torah, which is the spiritual world, the spiritual blueprint, of course can create the physical world. And that's the that's the answer to that question. So let's look at this disease. One point of it. So um, many people are running to see if they have antibodies. Because if you have antibodies, then the thoughts, they're, they're still not sure about it, but if you have antibodies, or you take a va- let's say a flu vaccine, right? So there's your body built up the the antibodies, so then it can fight off can fight off the infection. And in fact, um, there's an organization right now that's doing amazing, 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 amazing work um, with volunteers, and they're they're taking these antibody serum and they're giving it to sick people, and it's it's mamish saving lives. One person can give enough for three and a half people, and you can go back and give it again. It's 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 amazing. Hashem created the, again, the, the ability of a human being to give a kidney, right, and still be alive, to give blood, which is essential of life, 
and and that really doesn't really change your life. We have to drink some orange juice, whatever it is, it doesn't change your life. That that physically, God, the, the thing that gives life, which is blood, right? It's the serum of life. You could give that to someone else. That's a mirror of chesed. The Torah is spiritual chesed. Every human being in your body, if you're healthy, um, you can give blood to another person. And now, and you can give a kidney to another person. And now, from a disease, you have the ability to help another person. Now, I have been speaking about this for the longest of time. Anyone who's my Talmudim, that's all I talk about. And is that, why does a person go through stuff? Right? Um, Rav Shimshim Pincus, I live by this. Rav Shimshim Pincus said many years ago, he said that, that really we don't have Bechira. We don't have Bechira. Um, boy or girl, if you're born a boy or a girl, it's not your choice. If you're born into the Jewish religion, right, a ger, you do have a choice, but if you're born a Jew, you're a Jew. You can't change. You can't get rid of that. You can do whatever you want. You can put water on your head, eat wafers, bow down to Buddha, you're still a Jew. So if in your religion, no choice. Who your parents are, it's a big one, right? A huge one. Not your choice. Who your siblings are, not your choice. Pretty much being a kid, um, uh, Panasa, really not your choice. You think it is, but it's not, because on Rosh Hashanah, Hashem says how much, how long you're gonna live is really not your choice, unless you put yourself in Sakana. Uh, so those are, those are like the major things. Who are you gonna marry? Um, the Gemara says 40 days before you come to the world, Hashem says, who are you going to marry? So he, Rav Shimshin, maybe take a share he gives, and he says, so what's your Bechira? It says, uh, an animal has no Bechira, a plant has no Bechira, a fish and a bird have no Bechira. You, the human being, you have Bechira. For what? For if I should take chocolate ice cream or vanilla ice cream? That's why I'm created? I might as well be a tree. So he asked this question. This question has helped me in my life very much, his answer. And his answer was so deep, and his answer was, the only choice you have in life is what do you do with the things that you have no choice? That you are a girl, that you are a boy, that you are a Jew, that those are your parents, that you do have money, you don't have money, uh, that you are married, that you're not married, that you have children, that you don't have children. All these things that are really not much, not much, you have to do your best, but in the end it's the keys, the main keys of a person person having children is Hashem's key. A person's panasa is Hashem's key. How long a person lives, these are all Hashem's keys. They're not even your keys. So, so he said, the only choice a person has in life is what do you do with the things that you have no choice. The people who went through the Holocaust, they didn't have a choice. They didn't have a choice. So his question is, are you a survivor or a victim? And if you're a victim and you went off the derech and you didn't keep anything and many people came out of the Holocaust said, where was God? They had questions and they left and that was their choice. Um, I'm sure that Hashem will not judge them because it says that anyone who went through the Holocaust, they already went through Gehenim. So they can all, they only, all that's left is Gan Eden. There's, there's nothing left. They went through Gehenim. But the people who, but the people who stepped in and didn't step out, um, they're our grandparents. They're, our great-grandparents and our grandparents. Other people came out of the Holocaust. Same amount of people died. Saw the same things in, in Auschwitz and everything. And they stepped in. Other people stepped out. Not, it's not a judgment call. But the people who stepped out will look at the people who stepped in and, and after 120 years and say, oh my gosh, I missed the boat. I missed the big boat. That, that in itself, it's not a punishment. It's a, it's a, 
it's a circumstance that, that it's a, you know, that happened. It's a consequence. So, so we're all going through this virus. Um, not a choice. <laughs> nobody chose, nobody choo- chose this. The question is, what are you going to do with it? You're going to step out and start drinking and drugging and be angry and walk out of Yiddishkeit. How can Hashem do this? It's your choice. Or you're going to step up and step in and appreciate davening more, appreciate your family more, appreciate being able to... I'm I just, just thinking of this. Listen to this, everybody. Everybody has their stuff that they do. What has Rabbi Wallstein? I've learned, I, I, and this is something that I spoke to the girls today. If you didn't gain anything from the last six to eight weeks, and you are totally unconscious. Then, then you just stepped out, and you are a victim. You're a victim. You just, you just didn't do anything with it. So, I told the girls today that that. What should you do about being in your room alone or being at home? There's no question that this time, the, 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 the worst, the worst mental disease, one of the worst mental diseases of the world is depression. Depression leads to eating disorders, suicide, Cutting, a lot of bad stuff. Drugs, a lot of bad stuff. Depression, atzvahs, and, and all the Muslims for him, it says, you, you can't have atzvahs, you can't have depression and learn, you can't have depression and have peace, you can't have depression and have a relationship with Hashem, you, you, you can't think, you can't, you can't process. The, depression is, is the worst thing. One of the worst things. Now, we have a lot of time right now to meet someone new. And who is that person? You. It says, You should love your friend like you love yourself. But if you don't know who you are, and you don't have a relationship with yourself, like, you ask any woman, what does she want in her relationship with her husband? They'll all tell you, I want, to spend, I want him to spend time with me. You, you can't have a relationship if you don't spend time. If I live on an, an island by myself, then I can't have a relationship with anyone else because I'm not spending any time with them. The more time you spend with someone, the better the relationship. So, so people who, you know, people who are married 20, 30, 40 years and now there's a chassan and kala, and the girl comes and says, I'm in love, I love him. All of us tell the kids the same thing. You don't know what love means. And they're like, no, you don't know what love means. He's this, he's that. And you're like, that's infatuation. Love is work. Love is going through hard times and good times and getting to know each other, getting to each other, know each other's nuances. And it takes time to do that. Relationship is based on how much time you spend with that other person. Relationship with Hashem. How much time do you spend with Hashem? What kind of time do you spend with Hashem? So, you can't have a relationship with yourself if you don't spend time with yourself. 
So, a lot of people are talking that Hashem locked you in your house, so you should get to know your kids, and you should get to know your wife, but no one's talking about that you should get to know yourself. Now, I was on Zoom today in my seminary, and one of the girls asked me if, they, if I mind if their mothers sit in on the Zoom. I said, no, I'm not going to say, I will never say anything to you that your mother can't hear. So I'm giving this, this share, and this girl says, my mother would like to make a comment, is that okay? And I'm like, sure. And she goes, my mother's a therapist. I'm like, oh, you didn't tell me that. Um, I said, sure. So she said, we find that it's very unhealthy for a lot of people to spend time with themselves. They just beat themselves up and get more depressed. So I said, you have to coach them as a therapist. Just like you have naturally great ball players, but they still need to be coached. You have great teachers, but they need to be coached. So, yes, we have to coach how to do his spider this. Um, I have a friend who does a lot of what he calls, and he does, um, a lot of inner work. And he's very, he does an hour and a half of meditation every single morning. His spider this. He's not, he's not Buddha and all that. He's not making noises and all that kind of stuff. And I said to him, like, like, what goes on? And like, he's away. Like, that hour and a half, he's not here. And he goes inside, and he says, I deal, this is what he told me, he said, I deal with my beauty, and I deal with my ugliness. I was like, I like the beauty part. But he goes, I have an ugly side. I have, a, I have an ugly side. Every person has toy vera, And I have to deal with it. And I have to change it. And I have to grow from it. And sometimes it's painful to, to look at yourself. But if you don't, you don't know what's wrong with you, and you can't fix it. So it's sort of like falling into a hole, and you get hurt. When you come out of the hole, the good thing about falling in that hole is that if you have any brains, you won't fall in that hole again. You mark it off. So instead of getting depressed when you see yourself and you're the things that you're not doing correctly, just the opposite. Look at it, challenge it, overcome it, and you won't do it again. Now, it's very fascinating about the antibodies. Because when a person does an Avera and he overcomes it, he stops, he does a real tshuva, the, listen carefully, he does a tshuva me'ava. He's doing tshuva, not because he's scared he's going to get burnt, because that doesn't really work that well, because if I think, if you, if you listen to your father because you, you think you're going to get caught and get into trouble, if you know for sure that you could do something wrong and you won't get caught, you'll do it, because I'm not going to get caught. So that's tshuva miyira. I'm like scared you're going to do something to me. That, that 
keeps you from doing the sin because you're scared. But that's all that. It, that's it. That's all it does. Tshuva me'ahava is very deep. What I'm about to tell you, everyone. Tshuva me'ahava. When you don't do it because you love Hashem, you're not scared. I'm not scared, but I love Hashem. So my father told me not to do something, and I know he can't catch me. There's no way. He's, I'm, I'm in Israel. He's, he'll never find out. The reason I'm not doing it is because I know how much he loves me and, if, and how much he cares about me, and if he tells me something's wrong, then that something is wrong, and therefore that's why I'm not doing it. Tshuva Me'ara turns it into an antibody. Turns it into a mitzvah. In other words, a person who has the virus and he's suffering, he's going through all this hard stuff. In the end, the virus produces something that can help another person. And himself. It's what protects him from not getting sicker or catching it again. So a person with Tshuva Me'ara, he did something wrong, that's the virus. Did something wrong. He has to do tshuva, but he's doing it me'ava. What comes out of this disease of this virus called an avera, which is the same words as a virus, comes out of this avera. This virus is an antibody, which turns a disease into something positive, and the avera becomes a mitzvah. And we think Hashem created in the spiritual world has a mirror, even diseases and antibodies and what's going on in your body, has a mirror in this world. You read the Tzorach Aliyah, it's much bigger than that. It's much deeper than that. It's much deeper than that. It's not only that you read uh, going down brings you up, it's much bigger than that. It's, it's like, okay, so then so you forgive me for the Avera. No, the Avera becomes a mitzvah. It's a very deep concept. I did Avera, I, I, I ate Chazer, not me, but I ate Chazer. Now how could eating Chazer become eating a Reisman cake, making a bracha chreina and a bracha... I, did, I, didn't, I didn't eat the Reisman cake. I ate, I ate something treif. But if I do it me'ava, the whole disease becomes an antibody, becomes something that's, that's good. And we see... That a person, and, and I'm not going to get into this, not my share tonight, but it talks a lot about this. Um, it's it's um, talked about in the Gemara, in Shabbos, in the Dafyami, we just had it. Um, that, that a person, that you're supposed to, if a person doesn't, um, a person doesn't give Musr to someone that he knows he's doing something wrong, um, then, then, then it's, 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 um, it's an Avera. Um, so what, what does that mean? Because if I have a kidney to give you to save your life, and I don't give you the kidney, I'm, I'm sort of a murderer. If I have blood that I can save your life by giving you blood, and I, and I don't give you the blood, why am I not giving you the blood? So if a person has information that could stop the disease of another person who's doing an Avera, and he doesn't give him that information, he's, uh, yeah, he, it's like he did the Avera. It makes everything, this all makes sense. This all makes sense. So, so yes, there's a, there's a very, um, there's a very, what's it called? There's a very um, comparison, mirror, between the two. So, um, I, ju- I just want to give you some numbers, and, th- and then we'll go into the Pirkeyavos to the Mishnayos. So, um, anyone who's interested in the seminary, even now, uh, we have classes every single day, um, and for next year, or for even for now, I want to give you Rabbi Grossberg. Rabbi Grossberg is the principal. He himself gives shiurim. He's, he's amazing. 
and write down this number. So if you're a girl, you want to go to seminary, you're a parent, uh, you don't have to sit at home, do nothing a whole day. The, the phone number is 347, his phone number, 721-5645. 347-721-5645, and we'll hook you up with uh, Teres Nava or with, um, or with Benoz Bina. Girls who are, who are struggling out there with, um, with alcohol, with other things, um, and it's just getting worse. Chaya Aviva Katz, who's my principal in BCA, is amazing. She's a superstar. And um, you can reach out to her. And her number is 614-440-0392. 614-440-0392. And anyone who has someone in a rehab that closed down or a girl that's in a, that, needs, that needs the ranch, um, our ranch... Our, our ranch right now is full. I mean, we have two houses. We've never had this many girls. Um, the first house is full. We're going to have to open up the second house. Um, there are there are hospitals and there are... I'm talking mental now, not drugs. This is all mental health. There are hospitals and there are mental health places that have closed down because of, because of the virus. And um, if the girl doesn't have an exit plan or where she can go, and my phone rings, it's ringing all the time, then they're going to send them to a state hospital. You send them to a state hospital, it's it's a it's a death sentence. It's 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 the worst. It's, it's you can't we can't send the Jewish we can't we can't send anyone to a state hospital. Um, we definitely can't send the Jewish girl to a state hospital. So if you're if you're being challenged by this, um, Nanette Sanchez is the clinical director, and I'm trying to help as much as I can. Um, she's amazing. Call her at eight four five two four zero nine eight five two eight four five. Two four zero nine eight five two. Just say Reb Wallstein gave the number to any one of these people that you heard the number. You have the number. So if you need seminary, if you need high school, if you need some help um, mentally, you're going through a hard time. Um, you call these people, and they have orders, and they want to help, and um, and we're going to help. You know, it's interesting. The the CDC, which is the one that um, makes the decisions on uh, on um, all the health things, you know, when they're going to open, when they're going to close, and what medicines are working, what medicines are not working. So I'm listening to these guys, and they're like, you know, today this work, malaria drug works, now, now it doesn't work. If you have antibodies, you, you won't get it again. Maybe you will get it again. Uh, they're, like, they're like on the fence. It's all new. They're, they're mamish on the fence, and it's changing every day. This remisphere, whatever that medicine was, two days ago said it failed in China. Today they said it worked. Market went crazy up. The market went crazy down. It is working. It's not working. Um, you shouldn't be on an incubator. You should be on an incubator. The, the, the CDC is like they're all over the place, but it's not their fault. It's it's you know they're 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 going according to tests and clinical tests, and you know they're going to have a vaccine in September or they're going to have a vaccine in two in a year. And I thought to myself, like we have a CDC of of the spiritual world, and that's our gedolim. And, and, and they have the seat, they're the, they're the ones who can tell, you know, this Shabbos, all the different, whatever. We have a CDC also. Your, your Rub, your Rub, he's, he's your CDC. And they, we have, this is a new virus. It's three months old, four months old. We, the virus, Averis, the challenges that we have in Yiddishkeit, thousands of years old. So we got, we got all the reports. We got, you know, the Rambam, Hilchot Tshuva, Amuna. We have all the reports, um, and, and the tzaddikim have this, and 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 uh, yeah, that's just like you have to go to 
to uh, these, the, you know, the FDA, the CDC, and all these other organizations, whatever it is, what's approved, what's not approved. We have we have approved a lot of things. Taira and mitzvahs and mitzvahsadim and Taira avayda mitzvahsadim is approved, um, and and you don't have to you don't have to go through trials and tests, and it's not a vaccine that you know people are on the fence. Yes, no, whatever. Uh, I took a vaccine for for the flu this year. I got the flu anyway. It's a different strain. So the Torah is not a vaccine. Torah kills all germs. Kills all the germs. Anyway, so I want I want to talk to everyone who's a little depressed and going through and, and has anxiety and is going through you know going through a hard time. Um, but I myself just just may, and maybe that's what you should do. And it's funny because Jackie said it. And I was like, oh my gosh. She's taking my shirt away. You should take a piece of paper. You should take a piece of paper. You have to spend some time with yourself. And write down what, what you have learned. In other words, what, what aren't you doing in your life that you didn't realize was very important? Now, one of the things that I came up with is that I don't do bicker chaylam. I'm very busy. And I don't go to, first of all, I don't like hospitals. I'm a Kayan. I have all the excuses. I'm a Kayan. I don't like hospitals. I walk in there, I get nervous. Um, I'm not sensitive to, 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 to It's not my thing. And one of the worst parts of this disease is that people are alone. And, and they don't have a nurse that, that's calling the, the family. And they're laying there dying or just very sick, totally alone, with strangers walking over to their bed every three, four hours, looking at them, turning something, and walking away. You don't know me. You don't care about me. You, you have no relationship. I mean, you're doing your job, whatever it is. The loneliness of a sick person, I never touched that. I never, I never felt that. My father was sick. I, 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 I stayed with him. Uh, well, whoever, you know, I never touched that. I never realized that there are people that are sick that don't have family and, 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 and don't have people visiting them. I, I never understood the importance to a, to a sick person of having someone there. Now, there's no person listening to this share right now that doesn't know what's going on out there and that one of the greatest, and even the guy, the, and the whole world is talking about dying alone or just being alone. And one of the greatest pains of this disease is that they don't let the family into the hospital. But everyone that's listening, how many times when someone was in the hospital in your family did you go visit them? You have to be yitzer. The yitzer. Hi, how are you? I went to visit. I went to visit Bobby. But that's it. Just to be yitzer. Now all of a sudden, how could you not realize how terrifying? It is for all these people to be alone. Well, guess what? Before this disease, there are plenty of people in the hospital alone. So I myself, Rabbi Wallstein, by spending time with myself, sometimes sitting out on the porch or whatever it is, came to realization. Am I am I depressed because I came to the realization? No, I'm excited. I, I need to talk to my wife about because she used to do this for High Lifeline. I'm at NYU. I need to. I need to find out how I could do this. I, you know, like visit a certain hospital, a certain person. I mean, I happen to know a veteran who's in a veteran hospital. Forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> and 
I went to visit him a few times, and the last year I went to visit him four times. I thought I was at Sadiq because no one visits him. He's a, he's a World War II veteran, older older guy. Yeah, yeah, he's an old guy. Um, and every time I come, I get so excited. But I'm busy. I need to go visit him a lot more. So so now I realize what Bikachayim is. I never realized. I think it's nice that Bikachayim with snacks and stuff. But that's not what this is about. So how could you come out of this? And not realize that what bigger chaylim is. Um, you should never know from this, but people who who had kvur in Eretz Yisrael and bought stuff, whatever it is, they were buried here in America because they couldn't go to Eretz Yisrael. Everyone takes it for granted. You know, you're just going to go to Eretz Yisrael, whatever it is. It's on a different level. I never, I never thought what the, whoever, who who watching ever thought about the Chevra Kaddish. We all know about Hatzalah. Right? And Atzalah is not normal. Not normal. It's, it's like not normal what these guys are doing. It's not normal. And they're not even taking people to hospitals. They're doing what they have to do if they have to. But they're bringing oxygen and they're bringing intravenous. Ain't Kamaycha. But I'm a client. I never think about the Chavra Kadisha. What told me they had to bury 45 people in one day. Chabra Kadisha was like, not normal what they were doing. These guys weren't sleeping. They were burying at night. They were burying during the day. Not normal. Now, I can't join the Chabra Kadisha because I'm a Kayan. But there are a lot of you out there that, yeah, Chabra Kadisha, sometimes you have to get up at 2 in the morning like Hatzalah and, 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 and wash some, someone's body or whatever you have to do. And who, who's volunteering for the Chabra Kadisha? But now that we know what's going on, so there are guys out there that could do this. I can't, but they could do this. So on their list, they should write, join Chavra Kadisha. Join Bikacholim. Um, join a food bank. Join whatever. Help help this. Help. So, so the only way you can realize this is by spending time with yourself. Your best friend is you. What are you scared of? You can't have a relationship with yourself if you don't spend time. You can't. It's like a woman who's married and she never sees her husband. So, so yes, it's very nice to be on Shirem. It's very nice to be on Zoom and Zoom and, and, and be on all these, and watch the Shiva world, how many people are dying every five minutes and get depressed. Great, if that's what you want to do. The bottom line is you also need to spend time with yourself and how amazing you are and your, your again, your beauty and your ugliness because your ugliness can become beauty. If you turn your ugliness and you change it, it becomes beauty. But if you don't challenge it and you don't face it, you can't fix it. You don't have any antibodies. So I want to spend a little time. So 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 this therapist, she's and she's a very special person. She was saying like we're, we're a little bit scared of you know people. They they, they 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 get down on themselves, and I'm like, that's you got to coach them on how to look at themselves and see how amazing. I want to tell you something. I'm going to talk with the key. Uh, the key, but I want to tell everyone that's watching something that is a mind-boggling thought. Okay, listen. First of all, let's start off with the. Let's start off before for every parak today. This this week is parak shlishi, but every single parak is starts off with a with a with a with a. We never start a parak without that because Hashem understands and the Rabbanim understood that in, in there's a lot of musr. Right, a lot of criticism, a lot of other things, discipline in Pekayavos, and you cannot go into that unless you, unless you have self. The opposite of depression, the person has to have 
self, confidence in themselves. So it all starts with number one, you need to know that you came into this world, and I love this saying, the day you were born, Hashem announced that His world cannot exist without you. Wow! Wow! Again, the day that you were born, God announced that without this neshama in the world, the world can't exist, because otherwise you would not be born. And when you woke up this morning, you were born. Every day you wake up, you say, Moda'ani, you're born. So every day you wake up, I don't care what you think of yourself, I don't care who you, how bad you think you are, I'm speaking to all those girls and boys and people who think they're nothing and they're nobody, well, guess what? The, 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 the king of the world, which is God, he says, you are somebody. Because guess what? If you didn't think you were, if you weren't the necessity, you wouldn't have woke up. So we say, I believe you that I am special. Because if I wasn't, I wouldn't have been born and I wouldn't be here. And that's why kina, listen carefully, there's a Mishnah that says, kina, jealousy, taiva, and loss, takes you out of the world. Why doesn't it say, kill, mace, you die. It takes you out of the world. That's not how the Chacham called death. But it says that kinna, jealousy, takes you out of the world. What does that mean? And the answer is that every person is unique. Everyone listening, every one of you is unique or you wouldn't be here. And that's why Hashem gave everyone us, again, mental, physical world and the spiritual world. They, they shadow each other and therefore just like, and this is brought down also in the Kabbalistic and, 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 uh, the Ari talks, the Rizal talks about this. Just like every human being has different fingerprints, even twins have different fingerprints physically, every neshama has a different spiritual fingerprint. It's called actually a spiritual fingerprint. Okay, every one of us. So, when you have kinna and you're jealous of someone, means that I'm not happy with who I am, I want to be that person. If you want to be that person, that makes you a duplicate. If you're a duplicate, Hashem doesn't need you in the world. So, motzin is the other It takes you out of the world. It takes the necessity of the world having you is now negated because there's no need for you to be in the world because you have kinna and you want to be a duplicate. So that's why it doesn't mean you're gonna, it doesn't mean it's gonna, it kills you, it's, it will, the, 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 it will kill you because you're not needed anymore. So when you woke up this morning, I don't care what you think of yourself, and how bad you are, and how worthless you are, and how useless you are, guess what? The manufacturer, which is God, said, I cannot have the world without my little girl, without my boy, without my daughter, without my son, or else you wouldn't have woken up. A lot of people didn't wake up this morning. A lot of people died last night. And that means they did what they, what they have to, and Hashem doesn't need them in the world anymore. You are needed in the world. You woke up this morning. And that's what Moda'ani is. So, before we give you Musr and tell you anything, you need to know that you came into this world, and guess what? You are Hashem's daughter and son, and therefore you have a Yerusha. You got an inheritance. He didn't cut you off. You have a portion, not in Ganeiden, in the next world. Wow. Every, everything is tzaddikim. You're all tzaddikim. You're all going to inherit the land. And then he says something very beautiful. 
Neitzer, and I spoke about it to the girls this morning, Neitzer Matoai, you are a branch of my planting. Listen to what Hashem says. You are my handiwork, which I take pride. You take pride. I'm a loser. God, I'm such a loser. I can't do anything wrong. I do a famous all day. My God, I'm such a loser. Hashem. No, says Hashem. Before we even get into Pinkei Elvos, you are my handiwork. Let's go. Shake it off. Stop with the anesthesia, with the depression. Stop. Stop with the drinking and all that stuff. You're my handiwork. You're my plant. I planted you like a tree. Why, why are we compared to a tree? Because the tree gives the most. It's called the giving tree. It gives shade. gives wood for fire, toothpicks, chairs, tables. It gives fruit. It gives leaves. So the tree is the most giving thing. And of all the plants in the world, which is the plant that has the most potential? The tree has the most potential. Why? Why does the tree have the most potential? Because, let's say you have an apple tree. An apple tree starts with one seed. Okay? So you're planting the one seed. That's not much. But the potential of the one seed is an apple tree. You can't count how many seeds are on an apple tree. There's thousands and hundreds of thousands of, of seeds in all these apples. And then the apple tree lives for many years. So the biggest potential potential in this world. I mean, we could have five children, ten children, fifteen children, nineteen children. We can't have a thousand children. The, the tree has a thousand children, ten thousand children, fifteen thousand children. So, so the potential of a tree is infinite. Says that before we start learning Pirkei the potential of every single person is a plant. Is I planted. Your potential is infinite. You Save one person, you save the family and their children, their children, their great grandchildren, whatever. Right? The potential is unbelievable. Every single person needs to know that. Hashem this morning decided he can't have a world without me. Hey, what's up? Hey, you know who I am? Hashem can't have a world without me. Hashem is calling me his handiwork. He's proud of me. And Hashem says that I have the most amazing potential. What are you depressed about, everybody? If you understood that, what are you depressed about? That you did some bad stuff? So everybody did some bad stuff. Ain't Sadiq. There's no Sadiq that didn't do bad stuff. The Yitzhahara tells you you did bad stuff, you're a loser, you're this, you're that. So what, what we need to do right now is to spend time with ourselves and write down the good stuff that I have. And you know what? The good stuff that I have, I do it 20 minutes a day. Let me do it 25 minutes a day. The bad stuff that I have, I got to correct. I got to work on it. And, and then you don't fall into the same hole twice. So, so one of the girls said to me, she said, you know, I'm struggling a lot. She used that word. A lot of people are saying that today. I'm struggling with Parnassah, struggling with my kids, struggling with my marriage, struggling with, with God, I'm struggling. The word struggle is used a lot. I'd like to tell everyone that's listening, every human being on the planet, that you have struggled before you even came to this world. And you succeeded. Rabbi Wallstein, what are you talking about? So I'm not going to spell it out exactly, because it's... But everyone who's listening, I think, will understand. First mission of Perish Lishi. Akavya b'mahalo loimer. Akavya b'mahalo said, 
Think about three things and you won't do sins. Know where you come from. Know where you're going. And before, who are you going to stand in the end to give din v'cheshben? Says the Mishnah. Where do you come from? Where does a human being come from? From a putrid cell, drop, from a drop. Where are you going? To a place of dust, worms, and maggots. And before, who are you going to give din in front of God. Now, if you learn this Mishnah, it sounds like the worst depressing thing you've ever heard in your life. If any therapist heard me t- teach this Mishnah, listen, how you doing? Hi, my name is Chaim. Hey, how you doing, Chaim? What's up? Listen, I want to tell you something, Chaim. You know where you come from? Nothing. A rotten drop. You know where you're going? You want a bunch of worms, man. And you know, in the end, you're going to have to stand in front of God and give judgment. Guy's got to jump off a building. You kidding me? That's how you should. That's how we. That's how you give chizik. You come from nowhere. You go in nowhere, and oh boy, you're going to have to answer for everything you did. No, I'm going to turn everyone's head around 180 degrees. Listen carefully, it's very deep. So anyone who's ever learned biology knows that for a, jo- a child to become a child has to be the, the egg, the cell that's called the egg has to be fertilized. There's one egg, sometimes maybe two twins, I don't know exactly how that works, but whatever, but it's one egg. There are hundreds of thousands, or millions actually, of male cells one cell of those millions of cells makes it to the egg and fertilizes it. Which means that one cell fought, had competition, struggled against millions of other cells. And that one cell was successful. And do you know who that cell is? You. That's you. All the other cells, and that's what the mission is saying, are putrid. They die, they rot, they're dead. You're the only one that made it. So, in your DNA, spiritual and physical DNA, before ever God ever brought you to this world of struggling, he gave you the antibody. He gave you the ability to struggle and succeed. Because the one that succeeded, that cell that succeeded, the male cell that succeeded, is you. All the other ones are gone. Wow! You think you're struggling now? You're up against millions. Millions. You made it. You're the champion. And now you're going to give up? 
Now you're going to give up? You're struggling? Now you're going to give up? You have in you the DNA to struggle and succeed. So this is not a depressing thought. This is an amazing thought. What about going to the worms? Rabbi. The answer to that is Neuridic. The mission is telling you that your money, your food, your physical appearance, it don't mean nothing. It, it's not what it's about. That is going to the worms. So that can't be what life's about. I eat, so I should have energy, so I should go to work, so I should make money, so I should be able to buy more food to eat to give me energy, but then I got to go to sleep because I'm tired from working so that I should have the energy to work more, to make money, to buy more food, so I should have the energy, like the little mouse, you know, a little gerbil spinning his wheels. And then meanwhile I eat, I have to go to the bathroom, and I have service, and I have this, and I have that. What the mission is saying is, that's a, that's a world, the physical world, is a world of Rima Vesalea. There's nothing left of that. You're much bigger than that. That's where, you, that's where your body is going. That's not important, which means, what the mission is trying to tell you is that something that's going to the worms and the maggots, that's not important. That's not what the person is. That's not what this is all about, that your whole life you should eat so that you should have more to feed the maggots. No, that's not what it's about. You're much more! Because if you weren't much more, then you'd just be maggot food. So you come from nowhere. And the physical body is going away. It's nothing. So your potential of a mitzvah, of a spiritual thing, is amazing. And you'll realize it when you stand in front of Hashem, who doesn't miss one thing that you do, and He's going to give you a din v'cheshman, He's going to pay you for it. Not negative, but positive. And He's not going to give you din. Din means you didn't have very... Cheshman means He knows what He put you through. He knows your characteristics. He knows the situation. So he judges every single person differently. A person could say one of many hesh you get more credit than another person who, who says it every single day, a hundred times. That's Hashem's din v'cheshman. We don't, we don't have a din v'cheshman. We know the famous story in the Gemara with Rebbe, with this guy who mamish was with every woman in the world and, 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 um, and he was with this, with this Zaina. And, and she said to him, you know, you are so low, you are so immoral, you are such a low life, that no matter what you do, God will never let you into the next world into Gan Eden. You are, you're, you're done. And he's like, I'm getting Musser from this woman? This, she's giving me Musser? And he had Harata. And he, sa- he sat between two mountains, and he cried, to a, he cried so much that he realized how bad he was at this low-life woman was telling him that you'll never get into Ganeiden, that he cried himself till he died. And a voice came from Shemayim and said, you are now accepted into the next world, into Ganeiden. And Rebbe said, look at this, one second of tshuva, and he's ahead of me, because Hashem has a cheshben. There's a cheshben. That's a very good thing. It's not, it's not, it's not just the facts. It's the judge being lenient because he knows where you're coming from. It's not a jury. A jury 
Can't be lenient. Guilty, not guilty. Judge can be lenient. You could have 1 to 25 and he'll say probation. Well, probation to 25, he could say 25. The, the, the jury can't say that. The jury doesn't decide how long. The jury decides guilty. So if Hashem was just din, you're in big trouble. But he's, he's din b'cheshben. He's, he's the jury and you may be guilty. On the, on the same time, he can be very lenient. He's also knows when you do something good and it's very hard for you. So instead of giving you a reward of $10,000, he gives you a reward of $10 million. That's up to HaKadosh Baruch So, I told the girl, yeah, you, 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 you came into this world, you, you've been, we've been all been struggling, but we know that we can be successful because we're here. If we weren't successful, we would not be here. Everyone needs to know that. Um, you need to know that Baruch Hashem, you're alive and you're, you're making it through this whole situation and there's got to be a reason. There was someone that I know very, very well who went through the greatest horrors of, of lost everybody but went through the greatest horrors of Auschwitz um, and he he's always smiling and singing and and the happiest guy around and I'm like and he's like um, I was saved and I realized that I wasn't one of the six million there has to be a reason and my whole life is about finding the reason that I was saved. And how do you find the reason why you're saved? By doing good things. And you can say like, oh, I just saved this guy. Now I know why I'm here. And that's why he just, he, he just came out of it and said, I'm special. So all of us that are alive, Baruch Hashem, and that are, you know, we, we don't understand why, you know, things happen. Um, uh, my, my Tamida that I spoke about before, you know, she, she, she called me. I, I have the emails, it's the text, you know, my mother's sick. Uh, please daven for her. And then my father's sick. Please daven for him. Then my my father passed away. Please, and then my mother passed away. And 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 we don't we don't understand why you know why they passed away for whatever reasons. A lot of tzaddikim, a lot of good people passed away. A lot of people, every every, every you know, not just Jewish people, just just good people, like just good people. Every human being is has goodness to them. You know, they're Hashem's they're Hashem's creation. I'm going to end with that Mishnah. They're Hashem's creation. They're all good people. People are good. Everyone's good. I, I always say good people can do bad things, but people are good. Hashem, Hashem, Hashem uh, didn't make a mistake creating a human being. But um, but we we can do some bad stuff. But if a human being has the you know amazing ability to do amazing things, there are not only Jewish people that are nurses and doctors in the hospitals and and the EMSs, not just Tatsala, There are hundreds of thousands of Americans right now of people of the world, not only Americans, that are putting their life on the line to save some person who might be 95 years old. These people are, you know, people are good. People are good. You know, they just sometimes go off the, go, and they do bad things, 100%. I'm not saying not. But essentially, you know, he creates, he creates us as a human being, you know, that should be, should, should we, we, we got our problems. I'm not saying that. We do, you know, people do bad stuff and some people do bigger bad stuff and some people do things that Hashem doesn't like. But essentially, the human being has the power, the parts. He has all the parts to 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 to, to be good. Okay, so I want to end. Um, how much time are we on already? Fifty-nine minutes. Okay, so I want to end with a I want to end with a Mishnah, and the Mishnah says the following. Hmm. 
Maybe I should end the mission with the story of the tree. Okay, maybe two little missions. Okay, with the mission goes like this. I'm just looking for it. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Here it is. Who are you, Rabbi Akiva, who lost his 24,000 Talmidim at this time? This is a very hard time, Sphira. People don't realize it. We don't say, we say Avarachimim on Shabbos. Um, even if there's a, even if there's a chasen in, because it's a time that there was a lot of death. It's 24,000. We're going through this whole thing in America. How many people have died? And every person is too much. Imagine he lost in, uh, in, in, uh, five weeks. He lost 24,000 Talmidim. Wow. Wow. Imagine that. 24,000 Jews. And they were, they were tzaddikim. So this is the time. This is a hard time. Sphere is a hard time. Anyway, Rabbi Akiva, who really had a, went through a very hard time in his life, who are He said, "Chaviv Adam Beloved is a person, a human being, not Jews only, human beings. Shenivrebetzalem. I wish the guy would hear this year. It's important for them. Who was created in God's image? Chiba Yisera. Hashem showed his extra love. Hashem created us in His image, and Hashem showed His extra love by telling us. If I, if I, this is a poor person, and I put a million dollars in the bank account, and I don't tell him, and he goes around collecting, and he lives poor. Meanwhile, I put a million dollars in the bank account. I didn't tell him. I don't. That means I don't care about him, right? So the chibi yisera is telling the person. By the way, right? So I always say this in shalom bias. You know, uh, do you tell your wife you love her? Does she tell, you know, does, do you tell your husband? I don't have to tell my husband. He knows. I have to tell my wife. No, the mission says that y- you might think the person knows, but the chibi is if you really love them, tell them. If you're a Rebbe and you have a kid in your class, right, and he's doing very well, tell him. He knows he's doing well. Last, last, last test he got a, last test he got a 60, this test he got a 90. I have to tell him? Yeah! You wrote failing on his paper when he wasn't doing good, right? Excellent, amazing. I can't believe it. So, wow! Right, wow! Magic got on your test, your kid in school, and you remember wrote, wow. W-O-W, the paper, not failing. Tell the kid he's great. I always have this, you know, many, this for teachers specifically, but even people are learning with their kids. So, so you're learning, and, and the kid says a, a, a question, and the teacher says, oh yeah, that's Rashi's question. Like, they blow you off. Like, right? Hold on, everybody in class. Do you know what Chaim just did? The what? He just asked Rashi's question. Do you know what that means? No, Rebbe, what does that mean? That means that for this moment, Chaim had Ruch HaKodesh like Rashi. Holy moly, he has a head like Rashi. Girls tell me this all the time. You know, they'll say something, all the teachers say, oh, that's Rashi, yeah, we'll get to it. What do you, go crazy. Like Daslo, a Taisfis, or Rekib Eger. Rekib Eger? Guy asked a question. Oh, that's Rebbe, Rekib Eger's question. Holy moly, I got a kid in my class that has Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Eger's head. You know what's going to happen? The guy's going to really start learning. Noidaslo, tell them. It's a mission. It's not Rabbi Wallerstein. It's not psychology. Okay. So we're all created, but tell them, I'll tell you what that means. Chaviv in Yisrael, Hashem loves Kla Yisrael. Shinik Rubanam Lamakam, that he, that we're his children. Chibi Yisera, Shinoidaslam, Shinik Rubanam Lamakam. Shinema Banam, I tell Hashem, he really loves us because he tells us, you know, I have a kid, but I never told him he's my kid. Right? There's a guy living somewhere. I never told him he's my kid. He's really my kid. And I know he's my kid, but I don't tell him he's my kid. So what does that do for him? Tell him he's your, your, your kid. So Hashem loves us and we're his children. He, he doesn't keep it a secret to the world. Every time someone tells me, yeah, Judaism, I want to get out. I want to jump out. I'm like, yeah. Hmm. Hashem says that if you're Jewish, 
you're my son, you're my child, and you're like, no, I don't want to be the king's child, I want to be a peasant. I say, we need to examine that. Why do you want to be a peasant? Okay. Next, Chaviv and Yisrael, okay, so number one, he loves us, we're in his image. Number two, we're his children. Number three, what's a good tati? A good tati is a tati, a daddy, an ava, who gives his kids presents, right? Presents means I don't owe it to you. You don't owe someone a present. Present means, otherwise it's not present, it's a payment. If you give your wife a, a ring because you owe it to her, then it's not a present. Present means you don't deserve it. I'm giving it to you because I want to give it to you. I love you. It's not because I owe you, right? So Hashem said, not only are you my children, but I love you so much that I want to give you something you don't deserve. You didn't earn it. And that is klichemda, beautiful keli. What is that? Klichemda, I told you I gave you because I gave you the Torah. What does this tell him like him? What does it mean you're created in the image of God? God looks like you? I hope he don't look like me. He definitely doesn't look like me. What is the image of God? What does God have that I have? What do I have? One thing. And that's how we started our share. You are special because you are an original, an individual, not a duplicate. You are the original. And that's why you're in the world. And that's why you woke up this morning. So we'll call this guy, oh, Moshe sitting here, who we have to thank Moshe Sofer, who's running around like a crazy man doing this, and he's in my house right now, and he's sitting here. Moshe Sofer. Shema Yisrael. Listen, Klai Yisrael. Moshe Sofer. Echad. There's only one. His mother might be happy, there's only one. I don't know. But there's only one Moshe Sofer. And there's never going to be another one. And there was never one before, even in Gilgal and Tikkun and Nitzutz. Moshe Rabbeinu was a Gilgal of Noah. Moshe Rabbeinu was a Gilgal of Hevel. But he wasn't Hevel, and he wasn't Noah. He had DNA, we're not getting into now, DNA, spiritual markers, from both of them. So just like in the physical world, you have the eyes and the colors and all this of your parents, in the, in the, in the, Yichus is, you have certain spiritual DNA, and therefore we are Rahman and we have pity, because we have DNA from Avraham Avinu. Do I know Avraham Avinu? Do I ever see Avraham Avinu? No. But I have spiritual DNA. Spiritual DNA works exactly the same way as, as physical DNA. Okay? So that was the whole thing of, of Rivka came from Arusha, and Yitzhak came from, from Tzadikim, and the, the DNAs, the spiritual DNAs were different, and that's why you had a Yaakov, which was from one spiritual DNA, and you had an Esau, which was from the love and Mesul, you know, spiritual DNA. But anyway, so, so what does it tell him? It tells him is that there's only one Moshe Sofer. That is godly. Animals don't have fingerprints. So you have, you have a school of fish, you have a herd of animals. Humans, there's no herd of humans or a school of humans in that way of fish. So we're all individuals. The tselem of a person, the godliness, the shadow, a, a, a round circle, a ball can't have a square shadow. It has to have a round shadow. So a tselem, which means that a human being is a shadow of God, has to have the same something the same as Hashem. What we have the same as Hashem is individuality. There's only one Zechariah Wallerstein. There's only one Moshe Sofer. There's only one Miriam Schwartzberg. There'll never be another one. They, you might have a, someone who's a Gilgal of you. They're going to have a Nitzutz, but it's not you. And they're going to come back to the world, not you, someone else. 
So every single one of us has this individuality, and that individuality is at Selim Kim. And for some reason, we don't want the Selim Kim. We're busy being jealous, and that's why it's such an Avera to be jealous or to talk Lashon Hara. It's such an Avera to Hashem. Why is it such an Avera? Because I created you like me. I'm in you. And me and you together, we're an individual. And all you want to be is like someone else. That's the opposite of your Tzalem. That's the opposite of your, of your shadow, of your Tzalem. You're, you're breaking your Tzalem. You don't, you don't want to be an individual. That's, that's godliness. And that's what we have time right now, being a home. We have time to sit in the room and figure out what, what is special about me. What's my fingerprint? What's my individuality? What makes me special? I'm not, I'm not like everybody else. Then I gotta sit down and write what, what, what could I do that makes me different? And the more you get to know yourself, the more you get to know God, because God is in each one of us. He blew, He didn't create man from the dirt and have a good day. He blew into our nostrils part of Him. So every one of us that's watching, what are you depressed? You have God inside of you. So the more time you spend with yourself, you're actually spending with Hashem. Because He's with you. Amazing. Amazing Mishnah. And who said it? Rabbi Akiva with such a tough life. Who wasn't even from. We never learned the word. Didn't know the alphabet until he was 40. He didn't go, oh, he came from, yeah, Rabbi Akiva, he came from, yeah, sure, he came from the greatest people, and he was in Yeshiva, and he was in Reish Kailal, and gave Shiurim. No, until he was 40, he was nobody. Yet a woman found, saw his potential, look who he became. And after he lost 24,000 Talmidim from he was about tshuva. He was about tshuva. He, he went to Auschwitz in, in school when he, was, when he was 40. And now he's about tshuva, and he builds a yeshiva with 24,000. We don't have such a yeshiva. 24,000 Talmidim, and he must think Hashem owes him the world. Look what I did for you, Hashem. He hated Chacham until he was 40. He built his yeshiva. Wow. Well, to raise money for 24000 I don't know how he did it. We built his yeshiva, and Hashem kills them. All of them in five weeks. And he turns around, he doesn't say, you know what? I'm out. I'm out. I did mine. I am out. Falchuva, and I did this, and now you killed all my tamidim? He said, we got to start again. And then his five tamidim ended up being... Building the whole classroom. Didn't give up. Didn't give up. Came from a hard place. Struggled. He was that one cell that made it. Struggled. That's right now. That's 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 Mira. And that's what the Mishnah tells us. So my bracha to everyone. Don't waste this opportunity. Find out. Look at yourself. Find your beauty. And fight your ugliness. And turn that ugliness into beauty. And we know that we can do that because we can do tshuva on our ugliness. We can do tshuva on our avera. It comes from a place of ava. Ava is never depressing. Love is never depressing. Yira, fear, can be depressing. Love from a, a place of, of of happiness, of realizing that, yeah, I'm not such a good guy, but I'm happy that I caught it now and I can fix it. Yeah, antibodies. 
let's create in this time not only physical, and I don't wish the physical antibodies because to get to the physical antibodies, you got to go through some heavy sickness sometimes, sometimes. But the spiritual, that we should all be able to create spiritual antibodies, and and to find things that we never realized, like the importance of bikkacholim, the importance of chaver kadisha, um, the importance of listening to people, the importance of spending time with our kids and spending time with ourselves, and write. Don't get depressed. Write on a piece of paper. And that way we'll be survivors. And just like from the Holocaust came a generation of Torah that never ever was, and and Chesed that never ever was, um, unbelievable, unbelievable generation and Minyanim um, that we have that never ever was. From a Holocaust, we need to make a choice. We didn't ask for this disease. Are we going to step in? We're going to step out. We're going to step down. We're going to step up. If you wake up in the morning, it means that you can step up and you can step in and Hashem needs you here. And just an afterthought. Maybe that's the reason that that has to show when a person takes their life, and I'm not talking about from depression or anything like that. Um, the avera of take, a person taking their life is, is saying to Hashem that you gave me life, but you don't control you don't control anything because you see I could take my own life. That's that's the, what the Torah is talking about, and from depression has to show. But that 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 re- the reason that that's that's looked upon in the Torah as a very hard thing is because. If I gave you life, and I'm God, I am telling you, I need you. Don't leave me. Don't leave me. I need you in the world. I want you here. I need you. And you're my child. So every one of us, if you can say Moda'ani in the morning, then that means that you woke up. That means, my gosh, Hashem needs me. What a great feeling. It's, it's a great feeling to be needed. Yeah, the best feeling in the world is to be needed. A wife wants to be needed by her children. She wants to be a mother. Uh, a wife wants to be needed by her husband. A husband wants to be needed by his wife to make a parnasa for whatever other reasons. Talmidim want to be needed by their rebbe. The rebbe wants the talmidim to need them, to learn with them. The human being is created not to be alone, right? Not to be alone. What does that mean? Because if I'm alone, nobody needs me. So a person needs a partner. Because then that person needs me, I need them. There's a, there's a, certain, there's a certain relationship. So that's what, that's what the human being needs you. It's a great feeling. Imagine if God needs you. You woke up this morning, I said, I need you, or you wouldn't be here. Whoa. He's jumping out of your bed, man. Be the happiest person in the world. That's struggling. You did your struggling before you came to the world. You won. You won. You can win. You can win against a million other cells. You were, and you were equal. You were cell there, a cell there. You weren't a bigger cell. You're the same size. You, you made it. You had, the, you had the want. You got there. You made it. That's you. So what, what, are you, what are you banging your head against the wall? I can't do it. I'm struggling. You did it already. I wish you all see Mashiach from Harvey Yemenu Amen. Everybody should have Rufus, Yeshuas, Hanasa Taiva. The sun should shine. And um, we should all uh, see the base on Big Dish from Harvey Yemenu Amen. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.